Hello and welcome back to the Nostalgia FC podcast with your hosts, me, Drew Hollins-Roberts. And me, George Thomas. This is the podcast where we delve deep into the recesses of football and history and obscure football players. Each week we'll get on a guest that will give us their favourite starting eleven from football, their super sub, their manager, their stadium and their kit. Yes, and this week's guest is an old school friend of ours named Joe Roberts. So without further ado, let's get straight into the pod. All right, Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I've wanted to do this since you did the first one. Perseverance <laughs> <laughs> is key. We get you on in the end. Exactly. Now, I'm, I'm going to jump in here and get this out of the way straight away. I waited to do this. We're recording this the day after a certain game between City and Liverpool. <laughs> Joe, who do you support? I'm a Man City fan. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's handy because I don't support Liverpool anymore. So that's fine. Oh. <laughs> it was yeah. perfect timing. <laughs> Literally yesterday, if I was like, lost, yeah, I we'll, uh... if we'd have lost, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting a lot of flack off City fans today, don't worry. Yeah, you deserve it. <laughs> yeah, they weren't great, were they? But anyway, we move. Yeah. yeah it's fine. Doesn't matter. It's just, it's just a game, isn't it? No one cares. <laughs> right, enough of that. At least we've won a title, isn't it? United are terrible. 20 titles, mate. <laughs> right, let's, get, let's not get bogged down in who's better than who. The the, the, I knew this was going to happen there. on this one as well. <laughs> you started it. I know. It's, get, it's interesting. We get guests on, you antagonise them. So I, I have to keep the peace. <laughs> right, so before we start an argument. So you're a City fan. That's a shame, but we'll carry on anyway. Okay. National side? You, you, you Wales. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I had an England shirt when I was really little. I'm not sure why. Right, so... <laughs> Let's get straight in. What is your formation going to be, Joe? My formation is is a three five two. It's very attacking. Like, <laughs> nice. okay, you sure it's just not a ten? Is that... It's very Pep Guardiola. Yes, which you know, Spoiler we all bit. inspire to be. <laughs> right, so three five two. So we're talking wing back, wing backs, or midfielders mm. like wide. They're midfielders. more just wingers, to be honest. Do you just rely on yeah, a so, steady back three to save the day? Uh, I'm just relying on steady back one, and then the other two are sort of there <laughs> with that steady one. That steady one, though, he's very steady. All right, all right. Okay, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's start with your keeper. Okay, so you guys have played against me when I was young. I was a failed keeper when we were back in the Penabrin Lisbon days. Ooh, yeah. Big rivals. So those, those were the days. The glory days. Uh, City have had loads of keepers. I could have put, you know, a current keeper in. But I've gone for a guy called Arnie Arison. Right? He was an Icelandic goalkeeper who played two FA Cup games for us. One was against Tottenham at White Hart Lane and we were 3-0 down at half-time. Poyet scored, Ziegler scored and someone else scored. Joey Barton got sent off at half-time for giving the, ref, giving the ref loads. We went on to win 4-3. Uh, John Macken scored a, like a header in the last minute. What a player. John yeah, Macken's legend. And this guy was in goal and it was like the 93rd minute and Ziegler took a free kick and he tipped it onto the bar and then Poyet headed it and he like tipped it out. I just remember it. Whenever anyone asks about a keeper, he's just the one keeper I just keep 
Never, never seen him ever again. He played two FA Cup games in the last. But... So it's for it's for that one moment. <laughs> yeah, it was like two thousand and maybe eight. Love it. It's a long time ago. I love that sort of thing where you have one of those sort of players that you have like a cup game and they play maybe like a, a small cup run and you never see him again. But then years later, you'll be watching like yeah. highlights of German football and they'll just pop up. You're like, oh my God, there he yeah. is. I like, see highlights of that game, like Sean Mike Phillips scored, Paul Boswell scored, some complete random people. But yeah, it was a great game. He, Arnie Harrison as well, is also an educated lawyer from the University of Iceland. Oh, there Sorry, the University guy. of Iceland. There's only one. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> only one university in the whole of Iceland. I suppose the, the population's pretty small, isn't it? In Reykjavik. That makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, I think he played. I think he played two FA Cup games. Like that was it. <laughs> and, like, and then decided. And then sort of decided. Yeah, you know, football's not for me. I'm going to go into law. <laughs> <laughs> Spent a bit of time in Manchester. He was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go fight crime instead. <laughs> I'm not sure who he was the understudy to it must have been like Nicky Weaver or oh. like someone someone Mark Carlo Nash pre, pre Joe Hart yeah the good days <laughs> the good days David James it could have been David. it was David James I've just it looked on here David so James. it says 2003 to 2004 he was at City uh, and yeah only made two FA Cup appearances for the club <laughs> <laughs> one of them was a belter <laughs> <laughs> hey, well that is uh, our first ever Icelandic player on the pod. Oh, there you go. There you go. Nice to start oh. off on a on a new foot there. Need some Burnley fans on. I'm sure you'll get some Icelandic players. <laughs> Goodmanson eleven times. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't age. Maybe that's the thing with all Icelandic players, but I'm sure Goodmanson's been 27 for about 10 years. It's like Jesse Lingard being like 18 for his whole life. <laughs> right, let's move forward. Icelandic goalkeeper into the defence. So you got three centre back. Well, actually, you said one back and two there. So who do you want yeah. to go for? Is We'll go for the left-sided centre-back, shall we? Okay. Uh, as well as a keeper, I've also been a left-back. Still am a left-back. Left, <laughs> left centre-back now, kind of. And I've gone for Alexander Kolarov. Oof. Because, like me, literally just had a left foot. Just could, you know, hit a screamer out of nowhere. I feel like I was going to say, I, Arsenal. I remember, I remember him just being able to absolutely smash the ball in from like what seemed like forty yeah. yards every time he took a shot. It was mad. He couldn't defend, he couldn't attack, but if he needed a free kick from like forty yards, <laughs> he could He's score. Man, yeah. So I yeah, actually, I actually saw Alexander Kolarov score an absolute worldie against Wales in Cardiff for Serbia, a three 0 yeah. defeat. Gareth Bale's first game as a Real Madrid player happened to be a three 0 defeat to uh, Serbia. And Alexander Kolarov scored one of the best goals I've seen in in real time in front of me. And I was like, oh, yeah, sound. And I think he signed for City not long after. So there you go. He also did a thing like for like a Christmas for like Man City where he sang 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> and it was just so funny because like he was such like dead serious and like <laughs> the way he sang it. And it was just so good. But yeah, <laughs> what a guy. Still so playing. He plays for Inter Milan, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. There's, there's nothing better. I don't know what it is about left-footed players, but they just seem to be able to strike a ball better than right-footed players. I don't know Did why. Did you play in the game at the, at the banana pitch? I scored a, a, a like a screamer against Pembroke. Yes. Did you, did you play in that game? <laughs> I played in every game, mate. I was a stalwart in that team. <laughs> but Which no, yeah, the uh, state of affairs there is. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like left-footed players, they just 
I don't know what it is. They can just strike a ball better than anyone else. I don't know why. I've still got friends who tell me that was a cross to this day. <laughs> never, <laughs> never have it. it. There's never, there's, there's no replays. So yeah, just keep it. You tell people it is. Don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> right, Kolarov, great pick, great left foot, a wonderful left foot. And our first Serbian. There we go. We're getting all the firsts in here. Let's keep going. This might be a first as well. <laughs> one is this is this the central so centre back? We'll go with the right centre back. Okay. Okay. So the right centre back is Sun Jihai. Yeah. Like and like he when I first started watching City, he played he played for them, and the back four was like him, Richard Dunn, some other people, and it was just like City legends. I think he's like the ambassador for City for like China now. But I remember asking my uncle for a Christmas present. I wanted. City had this old metallic Lecoque sportif kit with like a green and black stripe down the middle. It was awful. It was awful. And I asked for it for Christmas and he got me with Sunji High on the back. Yes. And I wore it everywhere. Sunji High was like my my guy. And I used to sing uh, a song at City, um, E-I Yippee, Sunji High, Dad had a chippy or something. And it was like... <laughs> It was such like <laughs> like the anthem, <laughs> and like he just loved playing. He played like two hundred games for us, but he was just like he, he either was or was one of the first Chinese players in the Prem. I'm sure. He's such a novelty player. I was just going to say, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember this guy at all. But <laughs> you don't remember Sun Jihai? No, I was focusing more on you know Richard Dunn and just watching United players like <laughs> run rings. <laughs> 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 now, nah, Sunji Hai, 80 caps for China. Not bad. I know China aren't the, best, aren't the best national side in the world, but I mean, no. to play international football at any level, you're going to come up against some good players. So to get 80 caps, it's a lot. It's a no mean feat. Love it. The, the first still had that shit. player to score in the Premier League. Is he? There you go. What a stat that is. There you go. <laughs> Do you know who was the <laughs> <laughs> I always remember him having like a bit like a side swept haircut. Yeah, he had Never quite a long changed. black hair. Yeah. He, he, oh, he still looks the same now. <laughs> Love like, it. Don't, he's, not, he's not aged. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were right. That is another first. A pod full of firsts. <laughs> Better carry on now. So I'm assuming this is like the, the actual. Centre back. This is the this is the centre back. Solid yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's Vincent Company. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. solid. It's a pretty solid centre back. As soon as you said before, um, the middle one's solid. I was like, it's Company. <laughs> of course it is. He had to be in there, didn't he? Yeah. You know, Such he a is. Good player, man. We only signed him for like four million. Is it? I think he I think he's like first game. He might have played like central attacking midfield or like. I was going to say, I'm sure he signed him. He was like a midfielder from Hamburg. Yeah. And like he was just incredible, and yeah, you know he couldn't he couldn't have made himself any better. And he hit and he scored that goal against Leicester, and I sat in my living room crying. <laughs> I don't know why I was crying. Like, <laughs> just like Mate, football does it to sure, you. It's fine. <laughs> completely not sure why I was crying. But I think probably because he was being so he'd been so injured that like he wasn't like there was so many reports from going and Pep didn't want him and. Well, that was near the end of his city career, wasn't it? Basically, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. But no, what a goal that was! As well, yeah, there's a little documentary on City's YouTube. Uh, it's called "Don't Score Vincent," 
And it's all like the city players, like Sergio Aguero was shouting, don't shoot, don't shoot. And Leroy Sané was shouting, don't shoot. And like, it's all them saying how much they didn't want him to shoot. <laughs> but it was the only way we were scoring that game because we were terrible that game. Well, that, that I would say, won your league that, that game. Yeah. But that, yeah. That's sort of the, the memory of it, isn't it? I don't, I don't know, like quite, I don't quite remember how it sort of went, but I think that, people remember it as that goal was sort of the... Yeah, that goal, yeah, because we needed winner. to be... We were never, we, were, we didn't look anything like beating him. He scored a goal against United in the Premier League as well, like a header. Mm, it was an absolute bullet header. He had to have a big head. But, uh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Bullet. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was an absolute bullet header. But, no, he was an absolute, you know... I just don't want him ever to be the manager of Man City. I don't want that to ever to happen. Just because I look at, like, the PE teacher that manages Man United and, <laughs> and Frank... I'm trying to <laughs> You know, they I get think so much. As well, I don't, I'm fairly sure. It does, is he still the manager of Andalect? I'm not sure. Like, I think it wasn't he going got, very well. I think was he it? got like removed. Yeah, because he was player manager, wasn't he? And then he decided to yeah. retire to focus on the managing aspect of it, and it still wasn't going very well. They probably were suspect when he hired Craig Bellamy to manage the under 21s. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this guy's got a track record of bullying teenagers. Let's get him in. I was, was going to say that is the worst person to manage like a young side. It's terrifying. Yeah, he manages Andalette, I think it was like their academy or something. Oh something crazy God. like that. But it literally was, I remember because it literally was Craig Bellamy was accused of bullying by a Cardiff City youth player's dad. <laughs> and then he, Vincent Company was like, "Oh yeah, I'll have you come over here, come bully yeah, some Belgian kids instead." But no, I'm glad he went to Anderlecht because if they could have made him like an assistant manager at us, but it would have been a bit pointless. And then he would have been given the manager job, and that wouldn't have gone well. Yeah. It does seem to be the so, thing at the moment, isn't it? Of like former players going back to manager all time, like Arteta, Solskjaer, Lampard. Well, it was Lampard? Yeah, yeah. No, but he, what a defender. I'm kind of glad. Free kick on wish, him as well. I kind of wish he would have been not so injury prone. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at like, if you're looking for a, a leader, you know, on a football pitch, you can't find oh, yeah. any better than Vincent Company. And you're right, the injuries yeah. are a bit rubbish. But I think for when he was playing, when he was there, what he won was it was good like, that he would just play like one game a season and he'd be well good. Like he played <laughs> one game for, against Liverpool and he was just like really good. He should have been sent off after like three minutes, actually, for like a two-foot dive. Well, there you go. He had a, little, a bit, a bit of a uh, bit of steel to his game as well. Yeah, with uh, with company, I think when you look at when they signed him, like you said, like you signed him for like next to nothing compared to what he would eventually be worth for the club. And was he signed by Ericsson? Was he one of the first signings for the? New was he Ericsson or was he was he Mark Hughes? But he was before. Oh, I can't really remember. Like he was one of the first big. Well moves of the new era of City wasn't he and then yeah, see, he was yeah. there the whole time when you won all the FA Cups and then the league and then maybe one day you win the Champions League <laughs> not for everyone get a kit on. you do a John Terry stick a kit on <laughs> <laughs> right then very serviceable defence yeah and I will point out that there is four for four on Manchester City players it is four for four, yeah. I tried my best. Well, you <laughs> failed miserably. <laughs> well, so far, anyway, it might change. It might change. So let's go into yeah. midfield. So you said five across the midfield. So yeah. just conventional wingers and then three centre mids. Yes. All right, well, uh, the choice is yours. Okay, we'll go 
we'll go right. We'll go right mid. And that is Sean Wright Phillips. Oh, God. Gary Who did he Lund. play for again, sorry? <laughs> What's that? Uh, he, he play for, he played for Chelsea. Oh, he that's it. New York, New York Red Bulls <laughs> uh, with his brother. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my, like, favourite. Like, not in terms of, like, ability, but just that was my favourite player ever for Man City. Like, Sean Wright Phillips, like... Um, I had him on back of shirts. I've got a picture with him. It's a horrendous picture. I always had teeth <laughs> bigger than my head. Um, it's like me and Sean Phillips was only like five foot five, and I'm I'm still about seven, and I'm dead. I was going to say I, I remember him being got tiny. my Man City top on. But no, he was my favourite player. Like um, he scored a goal against United at the Etihad and did like the robot. <laughs> it was like he took Sylvester on the wing and like dipped Barthez. No, was it Bartes or Tim Howard? It might have been Tim Howard. I mean, if it was um, Bartes, you, anyone could dip Bartes. <laughs> but he was like my favourite, favourite Man City player ever. I used to stand outside Main Road and wait for him to come out so I could get a photo with him. My dad would be like, you've got like three photos of him. I'd be like, no, but I need one more. Yeah, <laughs> I need one more. The last one was rubbish. <laughs> we went to Man City versus Chelsea. It was like Rubinho's first game when he signed. And I wanted a Man City shirt and we went to the, it was like 10 minutes before kickoff. We went upstairs and my dad was like, oh, right, we'll get someone on the back. And I said, all right, I'll have Sean Wright Phillips. And my dad was like, there's 10 minutes before kickoff and you want Wright Phillips on the back of the shirt. <laughs> like, like, come on. <laughs> so the guy's like carefully placing the Wright Phillips. My dad's there. Like, Wait, did they not already have, have one like already? No, done? they always used to do it like by hand and then like oh. put it in the printer. But yeah. He wasn't happy. I think we got in there with like before the end of the game, but not before the end of the game, before the start. Of the game. <laughs> before the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His name was that long that it was just like ninety <laughs> minutes was gone. <laughs> I was so good he went to Chelsea and then Bradley Wright Phillips got him a move to New York Red Bulls because he was like their, their god. Yeah. yeah, and then he got loaned out to New York Red Bulls too. I didn't know there oh, was right, there's, there's two. Yeah, apparently. Well, this is what Wikipedia says. It says New York Red Bulls, and then it said it was loaned out to New York Red Bulls too. It's just it's like (laughs) um, with Barca, they have a team in the lower league. They have Barca Barca B. B. Yeah, yeah. But New York Red Bulls aren't very good, so I wonder how bad New York Red Bulls two are. (laughs) (laughs) Then you went to Phoenix Rising, which is a pretty cool name. That's a good name. Is that India? Uh, I don't know. Is that the Indian league? No, as in Phoenix, Arizona, apparently. I was going to say. Oh, okay. America, wasn't it? That's silly of me. Sean Wright Phillips, I remember, obviously, like you said, he's tiny, but he was so quick. Like his first yeah. step off the ball, absolutely mm. rapid. Like you'd never win a header, but like he was just good at like shifting the ball right and then like putting it in the bottom corner, yeah. like opposite the, the wrong way of keeper. I remember I, I looking always at him remember as well. Gone. I was, I was going to say, I always remember as well, like he was short anyway, but he always had like a low center of gravity. So he'd make himself smaller. Yeah. So he'd always like be like really low to the ground whenever he was like taking on players. Probably just run through their legs or something. His son plays for the academy and he's literally the identical footballer. Like, <laughs> they all right, like, like the identical footballer. <laughs> I, I, it, I, took me like, it took me like six years of knowing him to realise, then, to then find out his dad was Ian Wright. <laughs> Didn't have a clue. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, Never put two and two together. Never put two and two together. <laughs> yeah, that is an interesting thing though. It brings up like, dads footballers footballing dads and their sons because to have one son that plays fair enough like you could imagine like just the motivation from your dad playing but to have two sons that play must be yeah. so hard to like manage that expectation if you're a dad and you've just got I wonder two which sons. one claims they're more successful 
because Bradley Wright Phillips is the leading goal scorer in MLS. Like, yeah, like, I, I would say um, probably Bradley Wright Phillips. Yeah, I think he would be. Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't know because it's like scored some goals the, in a pub league. Yeah, the MLS <laughs> is, isn't as, as sort of prestigious as like Premier League or anything like that. I guess so. I've been to watch some MLS games. The football standard is is not is not very good. It's not. <laughs> No, I've seen it on TV, but like I don't, I don't really pay attention. Yeah, but by the end of Sean Wright Phillips' career playing at QPR, I don't think that's much better than New York Red Bulls. Where is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, great, great choice. I loved a, a rapid winger. We're when still I was on the Man City theme. One of the best. Yeah, you've done well yeah, there. We are. You tried really hard, and you've gone five for five. So, where I'm do you want to go? City kit now. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. Into our mid, we'll go into the midfield, shall we? Let's go. Uh, and I've got Alano. <laughs> Don't know if you remember Alano. Sixth legend. He was incredible. Like he played with like Martin Petrov and um, like some other people, and he he just used to score free kicks from like thirty yards. He scored one against Newcastle. I think I was there. Past Steve Harper. Not saying Steve Harper is a bad keeper, but. Um, yeah, he was just incredible. He was like Sven Goran Eriksson's one of Sven Goran Eriksson's signings. I think his last game was like the one we lost at 8 1 to Middlesbrough at the Riverside. Um, <laughs> we won't talk about that, but no, he, 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 if he was playing now, he'd be in our team. Man City fans would be like, What are you on about? Um, <laughs> but no, he was so good. I, I like, I had to get him in there. He was like the first one on there. I remember, I remember, I, I don't know which. One I remember, but I remember one of his like um, you know long ranged goals, and just sort of being like fair play. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one against Newcastle that just like went like straight, just like a like, rocket yeah. stamp in the corner. He's got fifty caps for Brazil, which is uh, pretty That's pretty impressive. decent as well. Seeing as the amount of <laughs> incredible players that come out of Brazil. Um, but there's some good. bad players that have played for Brazil. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's some bad, bad players yeah. that have played for Yeah, Brazil. that's very true. His Man City teammate, Rubinho, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Rubinho was good. I went to Rubinho's first game when he scored against Chelsea. And uh, Joe, that's another... Terrible. <laughs> Terrible, yeah. Really bad. I remember, going to, I remember going to the Etihad to watch Everton versus City. It was a pen, it was a pen and Brin Christmas do. George, did you go? Oh, wild. Yeah. George didn't go, so he couldn't bear to go to the Etihad. <laughs> but I remember we were sat in the, the family section and uh, it was like the team of like Elano, Robinho, Joe. Stephen Ireland. Stephen Ireland, he was playing. And uh, it finished 1-0 Everton and Everton scored the last second from a corner. We were in the family section because we were all about 13. And then some bloke from behind was like, you're all fucking shite! <laughs> <laughs> I remember driving home because there was, for some reason, well, I think I say another reason. One of the lads' dads had come with us because he was a big City fan, so obviously he was fuming that we just that they just lost <laughs> on the bus, and then uh, driving through Manchester, and some lads were like had a United shirt out the window, just going, and then the dad stood up and went, "If you want, I'll put you on the street, and you can see how those fans react to that shirt." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> my pal, he was well good." I went to watch, we went, actually went for a Lisbon Lynx day out. We, we went to Bobby Charlton Soccer School, which is like a little thing. And then we went to watch City versus Fulham. And 
I think Alana might have played, but we Stephen Ireland scored and we were 2 0 up at half time. And Diamancy Camera scored in like the 94th minute, just to lose like 3 2. It was the worst day of my life. I like stormed <laughs> out, stormed out. I was like 12. I couldn't, I don't know why I thought I could storm out of the stadium and just be like, I'm going. <laughs> I'm off. I'm going home. Yeah. I'm walking. Know, yeah. <laughs> A very, very good footballer. Yeah. I, I do remember him. Very, like, sort of silky player. Yeah. Him and Martin Patchwell were the only people who made short sleeve and gloves look cool. <laughs> because I, I, know, I, try it cool. I tried it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to emulate your heroes. <laughs> right. Alano, great choice. Let's move on. Next centre mid. Okay, playing sort of a defensive role is the laziest, but also the best midfielder I've ever seen, and that's Yaya Torre. Okay, I'm trying, lads. I'm trying. Joe, <laughs> Joe, is there is there a player in here that isn't City? There is, there is, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, like, a guy who would just stand in centre-mid for, like, 30 minutes and do nothing. If someone came really close to him, he wouldn't run. He would just sort of, like, waddle to them. But then when he picked the ball up, he'd skin four people and, and smack it in the top corner, and it made no sense. Like, if he had, like, a work rate, he'd have, and he was unbelievable anyway, but if he had a work rate, he'd have been ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he always he always looked lazy, didn't he? Yeah. He scored but... a goal in, like, the Champions League where he literally just, like, picked the ball up, walked three steps, and absolutely pile-drived it into the top corner. And it was like, <laughs> it didn't even look oh. like... He, the offenders are probably thinking he didn't even want the ball. How how tall is he? Because he I just remember being really lanky, so really like skinny and really tall. Six foot two, not that tall. Oh, I'm tall than him. Though I'm not skinny, tall. so there you go. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> or African. There's another difference. He was, me and yeah, he was really good, really good, but he wrapped his Man City career by leaving and then claiming Pat Guardiola was a racist and that uh, his African cousins had put a voodoo curse on Pat Guardiola and they're never going to win anything ever again. I and he was like yeah, it was the maddest thing like he said he'd gone to Africa and like asked his viewed, his cousins to put curse on was it was it Yaya Torre as well who got annoyed because City didn't give him a birthday cake or something <laughs> yeah. it is yeah that's that it. was that was one of the strangest stories to ever come out of a football team <laughs> I think he might have a training pitch named after him at City as well but they didn't but, get him like, a birthday cake, so... They didn't get him a birthday cake, and that's... We even signed his brother, who was horrendous. But, <laughs> you know, but hey, it created the greatest you. football chant in history. Yeah, and I will, I will argue that. I will not have you speak <laughs> ill of the great man Cola Torre on this podcast. Yeah, that's that's fair, but he was he was not very good. No, we, 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 we had a, a long time with some really bad centre-backs. Probably still got a few now. Um, but... He was up there with the worst. Yeah, but he's funny, isn't he? He's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Yaya Torre was. He just he just pop out of nowhere, just like do something out of nowhere, and you'd be like, oh, how, "How have you done that?" Like you were walking for the past twenty minutes, but then when he had a bad game, he had a bad game. He was the worst player on the pitch. You might as well not been there. I always thought it was a weird signing because it wasn't signed. It was signed before Guardiola, wasn't he? And then. Obviously, yeah, Guardiola, I think Guardiola sold him <laughs> to City. Was Guard- he at the time? Yeah, he must have been the Barcelona manager. Yeah, 
Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, he played like centre back for Barcelona. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, being like, oh yeah, fresh start, great. Has a few great seasons for City, and then, oh fuck's yeah. sake, here comes Pep. Pep Guardiola like demands people to run. I just don't think. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, no, that's not for me. <laughs> Back on his brother, Colo Torre will forever be one of my favourite players ever because he convinced a girl to have an affair with him by telling them that he was a car dealership salesman, not a Premier League football player. He told the girl that he was a he was a car salesman to like entice her to get with him, and it worked. That's no, that he's he's just made a challenge for himself, and he's gone. No, I, it's all right, lads. I can do this. I like, can do this. All you ever hear is like, well, back in like the mid two thousands, was like all about wags and like how Premier League football players were like womanizers. And Colin Torres got. I don't fancy any of that. Car, car dealership. I'm going car dealership. I know what sells. BMWs is much more important than playing the Premier League. I reckon Colatori could sell cars, though. I'd buy a car of him. Yeah. Right, let's move. Let's move. Okay, so next to him. Right, one, like two more. Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, he I... has to be in there. Yeah. He is a joke. Of a footballer, again a guy who looks like he's 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 not really that that bothered. His face expression and like he just sort of like like when he first signed, I thought oh, he doesn't really fancy this fella. But he he nonchalant is. about the pitch, and he best yeah. best player in the Premier League at the moment. He's got this like this quick change of pace that like people think he's slow, and like the way he drives with the ball is just. Ridiculous, and I've seen him score some goals where you've gone uh-huh. and some yeah. passes like that's that he played a ball to Leroy Sane like round a corner against Stoke, and it was just like, how do you see that? Yeah, like, that's the thing, isn't it? No it's one... the footballing brain which sets him apart. I think. Yeah, because yeah. there are players that yeah. can do what he does passing wise, but no one sees the passes that he does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, just he's yeah. a different level. Unreal. I saw a clip. It's mad that we can go to Anfield and win 4 1 without. I got it in George. Oh, and he's got it in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's the podcast cut short this week. Uh, Tune in, everyone. <laughs> nah, yeah, I saw he's it. very, very good. I saw a clip the other day. It was like, um, I don't know, when did you sign? Like four years ago, five years ago? Yeah. And um, it's a clip of Paul Merson who. I'm just gonna put this on record now. Oh, yeah. No, I've I seen, think yeah, I know what you mean. Steals yeah. <laughs> a living because he knows absolutely nothing about football, and all no. he does is react to a goal. And then, like, oh yeah, it's Paul Mason. He's funny. No, not funny. He's rubbish at his job. Anyway, sorry. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> he he sits there right, and having watched Kevin Bruyne have an amazing season for Wolfsburg, and then goes, oh yeah, I don't think City need him. I don't really see what he offers. He's not that good. And then yeah, why they're paying for him is too much. I'm like, what are you on about? I know in hindsight, we can all say like, oh yeah, I knew that he was going to be that good. And obviously no one knew he was going to yeah, be that but good. It, but it wasn't even like good. knowing he was going to be that good because he was incredible at Wolfsburg. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why, just... why why, is Paul Merson, why does him sitting in a studio with Jeff Stelling give him football knowledge the way he can say, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's going to work out. Yeah. All they do is pay Paul Merson to sit and make outrageous statements to make good TV. Yeah, it's just because he's I think a lot of pundits do that now. That's true. Paul Merson just annoys me. I am. Um, that's a that's a vendetta against Paul Merson. I'll take it. <laughs> Fight me, Paul Merson. Come on. <laughs> we said it the last time someone picked Kevin De Bruyne. Chelsea have got to hate the fact they let him go. 
I like that when Mourinho is ever in an interview and someone says Kevin De Bruyne, like, do you regret signing him? And he's like, <laughs> no, do you regret letting him go? And they're like, and he's like, yes, of course I do. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> like, stop. Has uh, anyone seen as well? There's a clip. I think it's like he was doing a video with the YouTuber or something like that, Kevin De Bruyne, and he's in he's in goal for some reason for a penalty. And this YouTuber just like hits it off the post. And Kevin De Bruyne look like turns to look at it oh, and like smashes him, him square in the, the face. face. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that. That's why he's always got a red face just permanently from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were saying like he, he's got that sort of same attitude where it seems like he's he's not up for it and he's a bit sort of but by the end of the game, you can tell he's worked hard. He's always got the most oh, he, red he, face. He's always like screaming. Yeah. Yeah, like he's always shouting and like he's the captain. He's some of the one time, sometimes the captain now, but he is always like going at people and like screaming at people. Here's a comparison yeah. for you for Kevin De Bruyne. You might not like it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I think Kevin De Bruyne is like Torres era Gerard. Torres, era, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Liverpool. Well, it's like you know, like Kevin De Bruyne is now. It's like that. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd say... George De, doesn't seem happy about this. Well, De Bruyne's better, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to make the argument yeah. that Gerald was better. I'm just saying as a... Oh, right, I see. Style I see. Of oh, play. the style of play sort of thing. Like, he's so silky smooth on the ball. He'll ping it anywhere. He's the motivator. And he scre- screams at everyone around him. That's at the start of the season, at the start of the season, I think in the changing rooms, Pep Guardiola sat there and said, right, lads, this is the team. Basically, what's going to happen today is everyone else is going to be rubbish. We're just going to hope Kevin does something. Because, <laughs> like, we literally used to give him the ball and be like, come on, make a pass. Well, score that, a goal. That is even more of a comparison for Steven Gerrard because that's exactly what Liverpool did for about 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And it was just yeah. like, he's not going to be able to just pull something out of his arse. Like, like he, and he, he really wanted to, but like, it was literally just like, give him the ball. Everyone else will move out the way and then we'll just hope he does something. Be fair, that, so that centre midfield trio would be very, very good. That'd be deadly, wouldn't it? It would be good. Yeah, I like that. All right, well, you said there's one more, so let's have him. Okay. So Is it Martin left, Petrov? Left mid. It's not Martin Petrov. Oh. Martin Petrov's better than this fella. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Gareth Bale. And it's not Gareth Bale, current Gareth Bale. It's like Gareth Bale, Spurs. start of the Euros in France. Oh, oh. Love it. But Gareth, we played we played Tottenham like the first game of the season at White Hot when they were in White Hot Lane and it was nil nil. Joe Hart had the game of his life. Like he was ridiculous. But Gareth Bale was unbelievable. Like he just was like he just was ruining people and like Joe Hart made three unbelievable saves to save from him. And he was just ruining people and he's that goal he scored against West Ham when he was just like stood still and he buried it in the top corner. Yeah, and yeah. I know Joe Richards spoke about the one against Stoke. That was an absolute joke. Yeah, unreal. Um, but he was, and like some of the goals he scored for Wales. I was in, I lived in America when those Euros were on. And like I watched the England Wales game in a pub called the George and the Dragon. Nice. In, nice. In, 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 the, in the Arizona desert, <laughs> it was called the George and the Dragon. We went in there, it was like 12 of us, it was like 11 English lads and me, watching England, Wales. <laughs> they were like, oh, do you want some English food? And we're like, okay. They gave us like a plate of uh, a plate with just so- a sausage roll and beans. Like that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> we what like, we oh, eat. Okay. 
we like and we watched that game and like when he scored the free kick, it was like nuts. And we ended up losing obviously, which was horrendous for me. It was just that was the that was the weirdest pub I've ever been to. It was actually on I don't know if you've ever seen a programme called Bar Rescue. It's like yes. a have you seen Bar Rescue? Yeah, yeah, with a yeah. really angry fella who goes yeah, and, just and just shouts off. at them. Yeah, yeah. Your finances are that. in ruin, that guy. Yeah. Like the waiters, the women are like getting, you know, taking their clothes off like money and, that, and he's in the car like, what's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, he, they were on a programme of that. And I remember like going in and I remember going in and be like, oh, I've seen this pro- like this this program, episode of Bar Rescue. That whole, I watched uh, Belgium, Wales in Vegas I watched it in Vegas. Um, it was like seven o'clock in the morning. I was like hungover out of my mind. I think I found like a small bar that had it on like a TV, like that big. And like, it was just crazy. I wish I, like, all my mates went for like the whole thing. And I was like, I was obviously an American, which was absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, good but yeah, <laughs> he was just, I'm so good at these rubbish now. Yeah. I think Yeah. as soon as, if you're a player like Gareth Bale, where... He's so heavily reliant on pace. And I know he's got the shot and his left foot is like a wand, but without that yard of pace to get him past players now, it's just not the same. Yeah, no, Injuries he, have he done started for Tottenham well. like two games ago, didn't he? And he looked horrendous. Yeah. Like Mourinho took him off for 60 minutes. I think the problem is, like, it just, it looks like he doesn't care. And I think that rubs people the wrong way, especially playing for Mourinho. Yeah. Like, it just looks like he's not bothered. Like, if you put him in a Wales shirt... He can play for Wales until he's 50, though, if he wants. I don't... It's exactly. absolutely fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah that's absolutely fine I think as well like with, with Gareth Bale like if you look at the goals he did score and like the way he played like when he broke through and even in those Euros you just like I've not seen many players in fact I've not seen any players do what he did against Barca in the Copa del Rey final yeah the runner off the pitch. yeah and then he then repeated that against Iceland for Wales about a month later and no one talks about that but like the one where he runs off the pitch he did it on the other side of the pitch it's like pretty much carbon copy goal Hmm. But the like, game, I think man, it's probably because it was in the Copa del Rey that that one. Yeah, yeah. The final. Ronaldo more. wasn't playing, so it's like, oh, the, the game. Torch. He was the game. I first remember seeing him was when Tottenham played in Inter Milan at like the San yeah, Siro, yeah. and he scored. He scored a hat trick. Yeah, and he and absolutely he just, spanked Mike on. Oh God, we signed Mike on like two years after that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was just like ridiculous, like so good. But, yeah, yeah, Mike has to be there. <laughs> Mike on waited until Bale had left for Madrid and I was like, all right, I'll come now. He can't get me there. Yeah, <laughs> he was great. I remember in tomorrow game though with Tottenham that because literally everyone was speaking about that was his breakout performance as well. Like it showed how world-class he actually was and still playing for Tottenham. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable so player. And I hope so somehow he gets some of his magic back. We finally done it. Gareth Bale has never played for Manchester City. <laughs> I just double checked. He has not played for Manchester City at any point during his career. Tottenham had a kit that was light blue, but that's not quite, that's not Man City no. enough. Martin Petrov did just text me and he's very gutted he didn't get it. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> All right. On to the strike force. Okay. So so two. These, it's a very formidable two. It's a very, in Premier League history. First one I've got is is Thierry Henry. Oof, nice. Um, Can't go wrong. I remember Thierry Henry when I was really small. I went to watch City Arsenal at Main Road, and we were five 0 down at half time, and he'd scored a hat trick, and he was incredible. Like 
we didn't get anywhere near him. Vieira was unbelievable, but he scored three goals. And me and my dad were like, what is going on here? Like, why is he so good? Like, he was just incredible. And, like, I remember watching um, another game at Highbury when he, like, he shifted in and, like, from the left-hand side, bent it in the right top corner. And, like, our keeper was, like, jump like that, like a salmon <laughs> <laughs> to the side. And he just got nowhere near it. And it was just amazing. Like, those are the... Like, I've not seen a lot of players... This is going to sound like, like big-headed. I've not seen a lot of players destroy Man City in a game. But he destroyed Man City yeah. in those two games. He always used to I think he destroyed a lot yeah. of teams, didn't he? Yeah. Carragher has nightmares about him. When they put him next to each other, Jamie Carragher like, literally must have looked at him and gone, oh, just send me off, please. Just, I don't want to do this. It's not worth <laughs> it. Just, he just made everything look so easy. That yeah. game was so easy for him. He could have scored. If they'd have played another game, he'd have scored 10. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was just a joke. I think that's the thing with Yonri, isn't it? He's just so consistent as well. Like, you see, like amazing strikers sometimes have off, like a couple, like maybe like a ten-game period where they don't score. I can't say I remember Thierry Henry ever going through a goal no. drought, just constantly no. scoring goals, constantly just ripping it up. And considering he's thinking he started as a winger to do what he did then, it's just unbelievable. What a player! Ridiculous fella. I, I've said this before, and I say it again. Like he was my favorite non-Liverpool player growing up because he's just so good. I've even got a France shirt. Oh, that's too far for me to reach. I bought a French with my first ever money that I made. I worked uh, two days for my uncle doing manual labour when he was doing landscape gardening. And I literally just lifted bricks because I was 15 and big. So he gave me 50, <laughs> gave me 50 quid. And I, which in hindsight, maybe isn't enough, but I uh, <laughs> I had 50 quid and I straight away gave it to my mum and said, right, I need to order this Can I use your card. And I bought a Thierry Henry France shirt and I loved it because I didn't want to buy an Arsenal shirt because I hate Arsenal but I wanted an Henry shirt I think so. I had the New York Red Bulls top with him when I went to New York I think I bought a New York Red Bulls top with him love him it's it was so like before good. New York City FC like before Man City on them so you know that you know that's my MLS team you know I'm a New York City yeah, FC until I yeah, die yeah. Oh, great choice I think he's one of them players that even the most die hard like Tottenham fans who hate Arsenal more than anyone can sit back and look and go, yes, Thierry Henry yeah. was one of the best players of all time. I reckon as yeah. well, he is the reason that Arsenal fan TV is as angry as it is <laughs> because they've seen that they and now the they're best. watching what they're watching now. It's like... Yeah. That's an incredible place, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal fan TV. Like, that's an incredible place. If, you, if you're ever feeling down, that's the thing to put on and you go, oh, my life's not that bad. Who's your second striker, Joe? When, when writing these, I wanted... Two other guys starting with an A, which was Anelka and Adebayor. Because I watched, I sat next to the Arsenal fans when Adebayor ran the full length of the pitch oh, to celebrate. Yes. And Arsenal fans were throwing chairs. I skip, think a chair skimmed my head. <laughs> and they were shouting all sorts. And then Anelka, when he first signed the City, he had no idea who he was signing for. He didn't have a clue. He turned up. <laughs> I was there when the players used to come. He turned up in like a silver Ferrari. He was playing with like Steve Howie and Sylvan Distan, who they've not seen a Ferrari in their entire life. Since I've been his Ferrari, like he posed for like one picture and like another one with me and then just like walked off his headphones on. He he didn't have a clue who he was signing for. I really wanted him in. But yeah, I have got Sergio Aguero in. He has to be in there, doesn't he? Yeah. Um yeah. if you ha- if you hadn't had him on, I would have questioned whether you actually were a City <laughs> fan, despite the twelve of the city players you've picked so far. Yeah, he 
it was ridiculous. When we first signed him, he was, I was like, oh, here we go, striker. But he, he scored some. He's obviously scored the goal and won us the league against QPR. Where I lost all my clothes in my living room. <laughs> it tends to happen when when we score important goals. My clothes come off like right. <laughs> one is after it, the other. Is that like a worrying, like paranormal thing though? It's like City scoring. You're like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my top just comes off. <laughs> Boom! It's happened again. <laughs> My mum and dad were actually in Florida and I was on the phone to my dad. My dad was running around a mall in Florida and the security guards were like, what are you doing? And he was like trying to explain what had happened. But yeah, I lost all my clothes. I had United fans next door to me. I was running at their window, like shouting. Um, but no, he was just, he still is. It's just injury prone. And yeah. He likes going out to parties instead of COVID <laughs> bubbling. <laughs> but no, he scored some some ridiculous goals, some goals against Chelsea. Um, the, his, one of his first goals against Swansea was an absolute joke, but he was, he's just the best striker we've ever had. And I always argue that he's the best Prem striker ever, but we won't get in that because we'll be in it for about three hours. What? Well, you, you, pick, you picked the, I was what, gonna you say picked you the real one. The best striker. Uh, <laughs> the other one is the best striker. I, I don't know about that. I can see the argument. Yeah, like, He does what a lot of players don't do, and he scores any type Future of goal. podcasts. Future podcast, you could have like a round table of like four or five different people of fans and they can just argue that for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. You could just have like a really average team with an average striker like Burnley. Chris Ward is the best Premier League striker ever. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's ridiculous. And he he will still come back and be the understudy to Haaland next year, but we're okay about that. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> is he not out of contract? Breaking then? news. Old Sergio. But but what's had needs to happen is Aguero needs to sign a contract. Then his little his little brother in law, Lionel Messi, needs to come and join him. They can live together in Manchester. <gasps> I think I think that's gonna happen as well. <laughs> I think at that point I'm just gonna give up on watching the Premier yeah. League. I, I follow a guy on Twitter who's a city writer and he always tweets that City want Hall and the Messi the summer and that is it and like if we sign them stay away from me because I'm going to be absolutely intolerable like <laughs> it's like if you if you sign them it's sort of like no one's got a chance like no one's got a chance like Phil Foden posted a picture yesterday of him scoring and Haaland liked it uh, and everyone was like right we signed uh, him that always <laughs> happens him. doesn't it that like always happens Liverpool where they're just the like deal. Liverpool got the Nike deal it was like Mbappe, Mbappe. Mbappe, Mbappe, Mbappe 2021, it's happening, it's yeah. coming. Like, as soon as, yeah, he liked the picture, we're signing him. His daddy's play for us, we're signing him. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can see it. I can see Haaland. Messi, I think, is going to go to PSG and play with Neymar. That's what my prediction is for that I one. think I think he's going City. I think Messi's the more nailed on one at City. I think we're likely more to get Messi than Haaland, which is absolutely yeah. yeah. I think ha- I think Haaland, in the long run, is the better... Is the better person Investment. to get, but well, you've got to get messy. <laughs> if you get him for a season, you got to get messy, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Now, take you back to Aguero, right? You mentioned about brothers and laws and stuff. Imagine you're Sergio Aguero's son, right? And you want to play football. <laughs> yeah, your I grand- know what you're about to say. Your godfather is Lionel Messi. Your dad is Sergio Aguero, and your grandfather is Diego Maradona. Yeah, it's not not doesn't bode well for him. Does it? Got no chance. Even, he's, like, to be fair, he's either going to be the most talented player ever, or he'll be a massive flop and he'll end up playing squash professionally or something like that. But even even if he like ends up, I being, just like wouldn't play football. Yeah, <laughs> even even if he ends up being you know like half decent, 
that's not enough. <laughs> no. Sort of thing. If yeah, he ends only... up like playing for a decent club and uh, you know getting a, getting a good amount of goals, whatever, still not enough because it's yeah, it's not no. going to match them three at all. Yeah, but yeah, Guerrero. Guerrero and Henry is pretty formidable. Yeah, hell of a strike force. That that goal against QPR hurts as well. It hurts. That goal, one of if not the best moment in Premier League history, I think. The like just the gravity of the situation to know that they and then they came back. The game itself was a great game. Like obviously Joe Barton got sent off, and when Jamie Mackey scored, Jamie Mackey. I was like, oh, no. And then like. The best thing about that whole thing is watching Alex Ferguson when he finds out. <laughs> like, when they're all, like, at, where do they play Middlesbrough? Sunderland. All, like, no, Sunderland. it was... Was it Sunderland? I yeah, thought it was Crystal Palace. I think it was I way at Sunderland. Palace mad. They're all, like, you know, like really happy, and then someone says, oh, City have scored. <laughs> he just sends everyone into the changing room, if I remember, doesn't he? He's just like, right, go, go. <laughs> also, some good Gillette Soccer Saturday commentary from George, from Drew's arch nemesis, Paul Merson. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, uh... <laughs> right, super sub. Who are we saying? Now, this is going to upset one of you, okay? I've gone for someone who has won as a league, um, but he doesn't play for us. And uh, that's Denver Bar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's just in there for a bit of you know a bit of comedy but yeah no that that goal will ever be Stephen Gerrard could have the most illustrious career ever and he will <laughs> always be remembered for that and that is horrible but fantastic at the same time it's yeah. also but because no, was... it's also because though isn't it the the game before they had that big like huddle in the on the pitch and he was like, this does not slip now. And then yeah. literally the next game, it's like he slipped and oh. Yeah. So yeah, he's in there for winning as the Prem because he did win as the Prem by scoring that goal. So. <laughs> well, I think you'll find actually the league was already gone. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, that, that's, such a, that's such a memorable moment, isn't it? In sort of yeah. Premier League history. It is, um, unfortunately. And it'll, it'll be the, all the, way, be the, member, no, the moment he's always remembered for. Yeah, that is a shame. And I bet, yeah, you know, if it happened to another, if it happened to another team, I would not let it go. So I can see. If it happened to Frank Lampard, it'd be the team. same thing. Oh, exactly. Yeah, if it's Frank Lampard, I'd be singing it from the hilltops. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. However, it's Stephen Gerrard, so yeah, we'll move swiftly on. Um, we're gonna go and take a short <laughs> break. No, Denver Bar, obviously. Um, fuck off, Denver Bar. All right. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Well, there we go. What a team. We managed to squeeze out a few non-City players. Right, we'll take a short break there and we'll come back for the manager, the kit and the stadium. A terrific starting 11 and super sub. So they're going to need a manager. Who is it going to be? So this manager is not a manager that's managed Man City, just, just for Whoa! you all to know. There you go. Hey, <laughs> your friends. Miracle mind blown. He actually was just on my, sc- on my TV a minute ago. It's, it's not Paul Merson, is it? <laughs> it's Chris Coleman. Yeah. And it's got to be, on it? Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be in there. For just... And again, it's his Wales career. And um, a moment I always remember of, of Chris Coleman is, do you ever watch Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix? Yes. I haven't and seen he's outside it. The st- he's outside <laughs> the stadium and someone calls him like a dickhead or something. And he goes up and, and he's squares like, him. I am, a, I am a father of four children. How dare you? And he's trying to fight this like big fat fan. He loves it. Also, just because you're a father of four children doesn't mean you're a, not a dickhead. <laughs> but it's such a good moment. Like he went That's from so Wales. funny. He went from Wales to that. 
Yeah. <laughs> just ruined his. That, but like him on that Sunderland to I Die documentary is just, it's just, an, that is a, such a good watch. Yeah, very good. I, I like definitely want to give that a watch at some point. The new chairman came in and he changed their song that they'd had for 20 years <laughs> to Infinity. Yeah. For, you know, like the dance tune and he was like, yeah. stick it full blast. I want everyone to feel like they're in a, in a nightclub when they come in. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, like that's so mad. The, the best thing that came out of that Netflix show was, uh, it was a, uh, Newcastle under 23 has got drawn against Sunderland's first team in the, I think it's now called the Papa John's Trophy. It was the Johnston's Paint, where they were allowing the under 23 teams of Premier League teams to go in. So Newcastle under 23 has got drawn against Sunderland, and then Newcastle took a full set of away fans to the Stadium <laughs> of Light. And then they were chanting, We saw you cry on Netflix. We saw you cry on Netflix. <laughs> it's just so good. Love that. Just stupid. But yeah. no, he's an F, obviously for Wales, and he was incredible for Wales. And I'm so sad that he left. I don't yeah. know why he did leave. Like he'd probably still be there now. He wouldn't have that fella. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think we're going to have that fella for much longer either. That's yeah, no, he's not doing all that a bit, hasn't it? His yeah, I've heard uh, Craig Bellamy's doing well at the under twenty three So <laughs> yeah, bring him in. Get, <laughs> I don't know if we you want to go from <laughs> from Ryan Giggs what he's been accused of. I would Craig Bellamy. He's also been accused of some things. <laughs> I would fear for Dan James's life if if Craig Bellamy was there. I don't think Dan James would be able to take <laughs> that sort of. No, Chris Coleman. He did a, a meet and greet, and those my friends went. And I didn't go. Oh. And I was so annoyed I didn't go. But Such yeah, a nice fella. Where is he now? Uh, Does he not manage? Uh, I don't think he's. He went to China, didn't he? But I think he's, he's looking not. after his four he also, children. He's also married to that really attractive woman that used to comment on Gillette Soccer Saturday. And I know there was a few. Um, <laughs> I think one of them went out with death. One of the individuals. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, and what what a manager and like, just what no matter what he does the rest of his career. Wales fans will always be forever grateful to him. Yeah. So like, Still, when I'm drunk, the only song I'll sing is Chris Coleman Had a Dream. Like, it's the only <laughs> song that gets them. <laughs> even at when we go to watch Wales now, and he doesn't even manage us. That's no, the thing right. as well. Like, do you reckon Chris Coleman was like, I'm going to leave on a high with the Wales? <laughs> but no, it was really hard not to put, you know, Guardiola, Pellegrini, Mancini, Stuart Pearce, you know. Stuart Pearce. <laughs> Mark Hughes. <laughs> You started with Pep Guardiola and it just went <laughs> it just went down. It just goes like that. Stuart Pierce on the sideline for City was so intimidating. Stuart Pierce is the same guy that brought David James on at front in a game. So <laughs> Stu- that Pierce. tells you everything about it. Stuart Pierce is the funniest commentator, the funniest and the worst commentator on uh, BBC Five Live, if anyone ever listens to that at any point. He's the worst commentator. He starts like commenting on people's like boots and hair and stuff like that. And it's like I don't care. Just tell me what's happening. <laughs> but, uh, I don't want to point this out here, but I'm it... not a commentator of a football team, <laughs> a football radio show. Is it, is, it, is it not you that comments on players' haircuts? Yeah, but I'm not doing it in the middle of a game when I'm supposed to That's be telling true. people That's what's true. happening. If you had the opportunity, I'm sure you would. Anyway, enough about haircuts and Stuart Pearce. Chris Coleman, great manager, great choice. So we'll move on to the stadium. Right. This was this was hard. This is hard. It's not the Etihad. Because it's cool. not it, well you can't it's fill not, it. It's not that good. Yeah, you need fans it's to get not, out of the stadium. <laughs> like, 
you know, we put like crowd noise on in the speakers at the back just so it sounds a bit louder. I think, I think um, everyone does that now. I think that's a common practice in Premier League. And then I thought about, you know, I've been to the, the Cardiff Stadium, I've been to the Wales Stadium. I also thought about the banana pitch. What a yeah. place. Oh, it's, the, you know? it's the strangest place to play football. <laughs> but my God, I miss it. I'd love to go back and play on that pitch one yeah. day. We used to play on the banana pitch and Bryn Puddow. And Bryn Puddow was even probably as bad. Like, That's where it was. That's what The Bryn Puddow was the banana pitch. No, the banana pitch was in Lisbon. Banana, the Bryn Puddow was in... We call right, Grimpardo so the called, banana pitch. Yeah, I was gonna say, there you go. Did you? Yeah, because yeah, it, it, it dipped in the middle. Oh, we called the banana pitch the, the pitch in Lisbon. There you go, go, two banana pitches in. Oh, right, okay, that's absolutely mad. <laughs> I show us the quality oh, right, of uh, Wales grassroots youth football. Well, there's two pitches <laughs> yeah, that can be exactly. called the banana pitch. And then I'll see, I've been to a few NFL stadiums and a few baseball stadiums, like Baltimore. I've been to a few, but I've gone for the the LA Coliseum, which is the LA Rams stadium. Um, it's in like a proper dive part of LA, like proper run down, but it's just, not, it's not there anymore, actually. Think I was going to say, they've, they've got, got the down. new fancy one now, haven't they? Yeah, they've got the new fancy one with like those big screens, but that is, it's. Um, I went to watch the Chiefs versus the Rams. It's like a pre-season game. And that is nuts. Like, it's obviously so old and it's just like the atmosphere in there and it was so full and like it's popping in like a, a rough place. Like we parked like next to a Staples, not the Staples Centre, a Staples. <laughs> um, but like there's houses around there and like people move their cars and then charge $50 for you to park in their drive. All right. That's good. Like, <laughs> I'd do that. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? And it's just an amazing stadium. Like it obviously goes all the way up. Like it rises and like, and it's just an incredible place. That's an, it's obviously not there anymore, but that was an amazing place. And I've been to watch other NFL games, but that just just topped that. That was top there. It was a, like such so history in the, in the stadium and stuff. I've not been to like Europe stadiums and stuff. You know, like like those old Italian stadiums and stuff. I imagine they're the same sort of vibe, but. Yeah, nuts. There was a fat American guy behind us showing all sorts. That made it worse. <laughs> that's um, a dream, isn't it? We'll, we'll forget about it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's NFL for you, isn't it? <laughs> a yeah. fat American man shouting at people on on the field. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a Amer- nuts stadium. Yeah, American stadiums are just different breed. We had Dale a few weeks ago said he had the uh, Nissan Stadium Nissan in stadium, in, yeah. in Nashville, and oh yeah, of course, he was saying how the atmosphere is just a bit different in like American things yeah. because they're just so massive and I I think it'd be a pretty cool place to play football mm. I went to watch the Baltimore Orioles and they play it like so the Ravens and the Orioles play like their two stadiums are next to each other and there's like a tiny little bridge which separates them in Baltimore that's cool and their stadium is like like it's three stands and then there's just all the office buildings are like like another stand like where all the people in the office are <laughs> And like it's just mad, mad stadium. Like you can smash an office window if you hit, if you hit it that way. You're not going to hit it that way, but like those <laughs> two did. stadiums, just, those two stadiums are just mad. Like the Ravens and the Orioles, like nut stadiums. Then I've been to Arizona. They've got a big like closed roof stadium and like a restaurant on top. So I was like eating dinner while watching the baseball. That's sick. That's I did drop cool. a home run. I did drop a home run ball. It was on ESPN. I dropped the home run ball. It's like hitting the palm of my hand. And I play cricket, which is really annoying. Um, Very exciting. Yeah, it hit the palm of my how hand. M- how much did you add to drink, though? I think I was sober. 
Oh, don't say that. Um, <laughs> it came straight down and I tried to catch it bare hands and it slapped my palm and like a 13-year-old kid got it in front of me. And, uh, so and then it was on ESPN, like you watch the highlights of the game. It's like the only home run hit and you just see me like trying to catch <laughs> the ball and I just drop it and it's like, oh no. I did the exact same thing at Wembley. I went to watch um, the NFL in London last year. Texans, Jags and they were shooting like little balls and cannons into the, into the crowd and we were just behind one of the uh, end zones, really good seats. And I was like, I've never been, I've been to quite a few different events and stuff like that, but I've never been close enough to have the T-shirt fired and then me catch it. And it's this little commemorative ball and they fired it. And I was like, oh, it's in my grasp. And I was like a row of like me with like the six lads that I was with. And we were all there waiting. He was going to come down to, comes down to me. Straight on my forehead. <laughs> oh, some woman catches it. And then everyone's looking at her like, is she going to give it back? And then she just goes, yay! No. And I'm like, come yeah. I literally like, literally left, like just red-faced. <laughs> like my one moment of fame, I just turned up with like 20 people I'd like met three days ago. They probably thought I would really cool if I caught the ball and I dropped it. I was like, no. <laughs> pressure in it. It's the pressure yeah, as soon it. as it's in the air. Yeah. Sort of... <laughs> right, well, lovely. LA Coliseum, great stadium. Obviously not not in existence anymore, but even more nostalgic the fact that it doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Great choice. So on to the kit. This was this was hard. We've had a lot of dreadful kits and then some nice kits. Yeah. And we had to we had an old kit that was white white with like a black and red stripe down the middle. Um like diagonal. That was so nice. Um but it's not a Man City kit. It's actually not a kit I've never owned. It's the, the green Nigeria kit from, like, last year. Oh, yes. Yeah. My God, I tried so hard to get that kit. And I well, that that sold out quicker than the England top did in England. Yeah. Like, I could never get it. And, like, it was so nice. Like, I tried for years. I tried still. Probably still trying now. I've started trying to collect old footy tops. Like, not old ones, but, like, footy tops I like. I think I watch a guy on YouTube who, like, is, like, an old footy shirt collector. Um, away days is like his YouTube plug yeah and he collects like old stuff and I just look and I'm like I've just bought like a 1998 Pep Guardiola man, Spain shirt like a really old Spain shirt on eBay um, like Guardiola on the back Guardiola was number nine for Spain central defensive midfield what no <laughs> um, <laughs> must have been short must have been shortage of something that is um, peak Spain the, the number nine is yeah, no. defensive mid I've had like that Nigeria kit with like Kalechi and Acho on the back because he was like, you know. But yeah, no, that's an amazing kit. Yeah. Amazing kit. And there's been loads of nice kits. Like, I like like Leeds' kit this year, like the full white one. You know, I like a full white kit. I like a full white kit. Real Madrid, you can't beat. I play football now for Moctra and we wear like uh, green and white stripes. And that's really nice. And we've got a wake kit that's like red and grey, which is a bit weird. But. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with kits. Yeah, but yeah, I can't. Fa- that was a, that's the nicest kit I think I've ever seen. I, I got, can't argue that. It's a, such a nice kit. That World Cup when they brought all those kits out was so nice. Like, yeah, so many nice kits. So many like just so much nice designs. I think they went too plain for a long time, and then they've just gone completely the other way. And now they're just doing out- outrageous stuff. Like the Wales kit this year is really nice with the yellow sleeves. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that shit. I actually really like the away kit. I don't like the collar. 
I don't like the collar though. I've got yeah, it. I, I, I can see like it. The I've got it too. But um, I think the yellow one, I love the yellow one with the green. I think a lot of people yeah. don't like it, but I'm a big fan. It's my free for team kit. But no, City have <laughs> had some bad, bad, bad kits. Yeah, I think everyone, I think every team in the Premier League has some bad kits. Yeah. Yep. Nigeria, what kit? Yeah, I I gotta agree with you on that. It's the it's one of the nicest kits that's come out in like the past like ten years. I will own it one day. I will yeah. own it. I reckon. I reckon they'll, they'll definitely either like make it available again or something because it was so popular. Like I said, I, I'm almost certain there was a stat that said like it sold out quicker than the England shirt did in England, probably because there were more England shirts. But... Yeah. <laughs> right. So we're gonna go through a quick summary of your team if you want to make any last minute tweaks maybe uh get more city players in if you can <laughs> we, can, we can try phil if, we, if, if we do this podcast in 10 years you know and you two are big time phil foden will it just be 11 phil phones like just be about erling Haaland when he inevitably no, makes no just 11 just 11 there, to top there is so much pressure on phil foden's shoulders after he's the last game he's so good <laughs> Yeah, he's got a how terrible... Old, how old is he? 20. He's been 20 for about five years. <laughs> he's one of them, is he? Yeah. Well, then we, we had, him like, oh, we had one of them. Joe, we had one of them and it didn't work out very well. David Bellion? <laughs> no, Jesse Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> Do not put them in the same bracket. I was going to say, that is, that is blasphemy. <laughs> Wash your mouth out. That's not... He, he had a lot of promise coming into the United team, I can tell you. I don't know. Yeah, okay. But promise and actually watching Phil Foden destroy the Premier League champions is... Uh, All right, mark my words. Year from now, Phil Foden's not, not being mentioned anymore. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Calling right. it now. I'm clipping that. That's getting... <laughs> <laughs> That's you cancelled. Nice one, mate. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> next thing, next year, if this podcast is still going, it'll just be Drew and Joe. That is <laughs> the greatest statement you've made in this podcast. I can't believe you just said that. That's mad. Right. Anyway, before George gets cancelled even further, let's go into your team. So you went for a 3-5-2 formation. Goalkeeper, Icelandic goalkeeper, Arnie Arison for his two-match run in the FA Cup. <laughs> then to your back three, Serbian legend, Alexander Kolarov. Chinese legend, Sunji Hai. And then the muscles from Brussels, well, not the real one, but Vincent Company, a hell of a defender. Right. That's a solid come, defense. Did you come up with that, or is that actually his nickname? Uh, Muscles and Brussels is Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right, okay. So, Belgium. <laughs> so moving on to the midfield, we got on the right hand side. We have got Sean Wright Phillips. Uh, the three in the middle, which is probably one of the strongest midfields we've seen, is Alano, Yaya Toure, and Kevin De Bruyne. And then on the left hand side, we have Gareth Bale. Yes, and then on to the deadly strike force of Thierry Henry and Sergio Aguero. And then your super sub, just jump a bar, just move past that one. <coughs> I, no love that, reason. I love that that fell to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he planned this. Yeah, so Demba Bar is the super sub for the goal that won City the League when Gerard slipped. Ha, 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 ha. Wonderful times. Cool. Right, so manager of this team is Chris Coleman for uh, shouting at a guy about not being a dickhead. Uh, stadium is the LA Coliseum which isn't around anymore but was in a major stadium and the kit is the Nigeria kit from the World Cup of 2018 I hope Yaya Tori is okay with wearing a Nigeria kit yeah, I don't know if he looks happy about that yeah. I don't know probably put a curse on me but okay. <laughs> so all that's left to do is for you to name the team Joe 
Oh, I've got to give it a name. <laughs> <laughs> did we not? Did I not tell you this? Sorry. No, <laughs> that's probably on me. Go on, off the top of your heads. Here we go. <laughs> City reserves. Um, there you go. Will be called Obi Wan Kenobi Nil. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that's actually a great name. Well, thanks very much for coming on the pod, Joe. It's been a real Thank pleasure. Yeah, cheers, mate. So we uh, started off there, and Joe said he really tried to not have just Man City players. Now, yeah, that was you... basically that was basically Joe Roberts gives us Manchester City FC, but just gives it a different name. Yeah, <laughs> and throws yeah. a couple of other people in there. Yeah, the, the, the good detectives amongst you will notice that uh, he failed miserably in his quest to not just pick Man City players. I think there's only three that aren't City players. And even one yeah. of those three is just picked because it helped City. So I think... Yeah, I get. I think the most he tried not to not to get any City connections was the manager stadium and kit and just sort of went, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's too far gone at that point. <laughs> yeah. So a 3 5 two. Very attacking formation. Like he said, he didn't want any full-backs or wing-backs. It's just defenders and hope for the best. And then even the defenders, he said, really, it's just one defender and it's, two that are, it's are, a, are there. It's a left-back, a right-back, and a centre-back, though. It's not like the average when you have three at the back and it's three centre-backs. That's that's just yeah. one centre-back in that. There would be a large amount of gaps in that defence, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Wright Phillips isn't best known for... For tracking back and uh, Gareth Bale used to be a left back though. That's true. Well, his defenders aren't best known for tracking back, so I don't know about the other players in the team. <laughs> so going from the goalkeeper, Arne Arneson, the uh, Icelandic goalkeeper that played two FA Cup games for Manchester City, was it Arison? Arison? What did I say? <laughs> Arneson. Oh, Jesus Christ! I, I just could not get his name. I, I can't get his name. In my head, he looks like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arne. Yeah. <laughs> so Arnie Arison, I should say. Yeah. Uh, Joe said just because he had two good, well, one good game and an FA Cup run of two games back in the there's day. Not, so there's not a lot of city legends at, at goalkeeper position, I guess. But no. you could probably maybe have chosen one that had a few more <laughs> appearances than Arnie Arison. Yeah. Like you said, Nicky Weaver. I mean, you got Joe Hart. Joe Edison. Hart. Claudio I mean, Bravo. Edison's probably the best keeper they've ever had, though. Yeah. What about Casper um, Schmeichel? He was there for a bit. Of course he was. Yeah, that Swedish yeah, that one. Was, uh, that was a little knife plays. in the heart to United fans, that one. Yeah. Well, Peter, Peter Schmeichel played for City as well, didn't he? Yeah, that was more of a knife in the yeah. heart, but like you're just hoping he's pushed his son towards United, <laughs> although I probably wouldn't have taken him. No. He's all right. But... You would now. <sighs> I'm, still, I'm still sticking with De Gea. And we got oh. Henderson behind. Henderson's not playing that well for us. I think. No, not the best amount of goalkeeper. Anyway, we digress. Into yeah. the defence. Now, like I said in the pod there, Kolarov, an absolute wand of a left foot. I have seen mm. it firsthand. Detrimental to Wales. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a highlight reel of good goals from an average player, I've gone to Kolarov as your man. Like Joe said, yeah. can't defend very well. Which is ironic considering he's a left back. But But he look he looks the part of a defender. Yeah. Like he, he's a terrifying looking man. He's bulky as anything, but yeah, can't 
can easily get past him. Or we, you've seen many players easily get past him. I probably couldn't easily yeah. get past him. And he's played for some big teams, you know, like obviously Serbia, quite a good national side. He's played for Roma, Inter Milan, and then, you know, City. But yeah. so not all big clubs. <laughs> City, big club. <laughs> I mean, they're good at the moment. <laughs> now that he's gone, I can just... <laughs> <laughs> You're saving it all so he couldn't argue back. <laughs> Next centre-back, Sun Ji Hai. Chinese legend. Since I said I don't remember him, I, I searched him, saw a picture of him, and it's like, actually, no, yeah, absolutely, I do remember him because he was like a staple in the city squad, isn't yeah. it? It says a lot if you come from a, a nation like China, which hasn't really got that big of a football in history, if any, really, that I'm aware of anyway. To go from there to playing professional football in the Premier League, yes, it was from Manchester City, who weren't very good at the time. <laughs> obviously, if it played for current Man City, it'd be a massive deal. But for the back then, obviously, they weren't particularly good. But he's still playing in the Premier League and he still made 80 caps for China. And yeah, a loyal servant to, to Joe and his team here as well, some GI. Yeah. yeah. And then, as you called it, the muscles from Brussels. I don't know if he's from Brussels. That... What? <laughs> I don't know if he's from Brussels. <laughs> I mean, it, it. yeah, we'll take it. Um, yeah, what a player! I yeah. can't can't um, say say enough about him really. And the the goal that he scored was absolutely <laughs> out of nowhere. And like we say, probably did win City the league that year. Yeah. Oh, just found out. Uh, Vincent Company is from a area called Uckle or Uckle Uckle. I don't know, but it is. In Brussels? In Brussels. Hey, there yes. you go. There we go. But yeah, like you said, like that iconic Premier League goal. To do that in what was his final season as well. Like what a send-off that was for mm. for like a, a man who's been there from the start when City weren't very good to getting them to the, the, the top. Yeah. And then scoring the goal that essentially wins him the Prem just, yeah. You can't write stuff like that. That's just what I love about football. Even I remember him being like great it. in the air as well. Yeah. I mean, the size of his head, you couldn't not. <laughs> you sort of have to be. As long as you yeah. jump and you're in the vicinity, you're heading it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ian writes, Cern on the wing. <laughs> Which Joe didn't know until very recently. Like, well, I thought they looked a bit similar, but I didn't think to say. <laughs> I guess, I guess... Maybe because he took on the right Phillips rather than just yeah. Sean Wright, but <laughs> it's yeah. it's surprising you didn't know that. But fair enough. Yeah, I, I think I'd understand it more if it was like Bradley Wright Phillips. I'd be like, because he's not as much in the public eye. But Sean Wright Phillips was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously, he signed for Chelsea for big money when Chelsea first got there, cash, and then went he, back to City. Obviously, but he was a great player, though, wasn't he? Yeah, Sean definitely. Wright so so quick. Hmm. Another one that sort of hampered by injuries. I think. Uh, I think if you're a player in the mid two thousands and you're rapid, you're you've pulled your hamstring at least three times. Like it's just a thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> obviously, the advancement in like biomechanics and how to look after your body now means that you can prevent more injuries like that. But the amount of hamstring injuries fast players got in the two thousands is mad. You say that the on the other wing. Someone from this generation, absolutely. <laughs> but he started in that generation. He started back then. <laughs> he started as Sean Wright Phillips was in his peak. Gareth Bale was starting out. Yeah, which is at left back. Yeah. So yeah, Gareth Bale, let's go straight to the other wing. Yeah, Gareth Bale, our God, no matter what he does in the Premier League for Tottenham, 
He'll always be our God and he can play for Wales, like Joe said. I think, and we'll still worship him. I think I said, I can't remember who, it might have been uh, the other Joe, Joe Richards uh, put him in the side. And it was when he just signed for Tottenham. And I remember saying at the time, I so, even though it's for a rival side, I so hope it works out for him. And unfortunately, it's not quite worked out for him. Not at all, no. There's still time for him to turn it around, but I think the problem he's got is he's got a manager that doesn't give people time to turn it around. Well, and he and he's on loan. He's 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 going mm, back. That's true. So it's like he's going to go back to Real Madrid, who are either got to sell him and have someone pay his wages, or just keep him on the bench. Yeah. Well, you think how, I don't close know how long was, his contract is? How close he was to joining China? Yeah. Joining a team in China, and then like Real Madrid pulled the plug, which I'm sure Gareth Bale's very happy about because he was about to fly out <laughs> sign for a Chinese team just before the coronavirus pandemic <laughs> properly started. So. Real Madrid did him a favour there, but swerved the yeah, bullet there. I imagine yeah. he'll end up in the MLS or China after this season. I think I don't know if there'd be many other teams he'd that do, would pay he'd do him well money. in the MLS. Yeah, I just don't think there's many teams that would would be willing to pay him the kind of money he'd be after, judging on the performances he'd given this season, which is a shame. But Phil Neville, sign him up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I can see that happening. I can see him going there. They need they need a big name. They've just started out. They need like a, a they do star have name to sort of Gonzalo Higuain. That's pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Pretty, mm, pretty big name. No, no, no. In America, considering he's yeah, yeah, okay, fair, he's Argentinian. Fair. That's pretty big. I was thinking, I was thinking of like the the David Beckham going out to to yeah. LA right, It's not quite that level. I'll give you that. And I like guess Gareth, Gareth Bale isn't even that level, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody is. But I know what you mean. They need sort of like a, a household name that can uh, mm. to help them. And to be fair, like you said, you probably do a job in the MLS. But anyway, speaking of players that have uh, faded into obscurity, Ilano. Ilano. Do you still I play? I, no, no, he's retired. He's actually a manager in Brazil now. No, but um, yeah, like Joe said, very silky football player. 50 caps for Brazil. At that time period, like we said, there's been some stinkers for Brazil, but he still played with Ronaldinho, Rubinho, Kaká. And as an attacking midfielder. Yeah, exactly. So he's played in that so, midfield with them. So obviously he's got something about him. And, and I, I do remember him being a particularly good football player, to be fair, and one of the first good City players of the new era of Man City. So he was, he was, you could probably say he was at City in his prime, but at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he'd, if he'd have been in his prime, uh, sort of, Five years ago, maybe. Yeah. yeah Probably true. would have got in the side. <laughs> yeah, true. And he could have partnered Yaya Torre. Yeah. Five years ago, Yaya Torre was in his peak, pinnacle of his career. Like Joe oh, that said. Was a slick little transition. Well there you done, go. Yeah, I'll tell you what, mate. Like Joe said, he's uh, he looks like he doesn't care and probably doesn't for the most part. But when he does care, there were few better at carrying the ball through midfield and just planting them into the corner. The amount of important goals Ayatori scored for City is unreal. Yeah. And like he, he said, when he was at Barca, he was playing like centre-back for Pep. And then he came to City and it turned into like an amazing attacking midfielder, which I don't think anybody saw coming. Yeah. And then, and then, like you say, probably the worst day of his life is when Pep decided to come over to City. <laughs> yeah. He probably just sort of... <laughs> like Joe said, oh, he's going to make me run now. I don't want to do that. <laughs> And then, you know, the whole falling out with the club. Yeah, exactly. Get in. Yeah, putting cases on your f- former clubs is never a good idea. 
That's a quick way to burn some bridges. <laughs> it's like looking at the long line of like city ambassadors. <laughs> it's just, and, yeah, yeah, sorry, used to be they just crossed him out. Like, yeah, don't just ignore and, him. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, but it definitely didn't work. <laughs> no, no, it's actually had the reverse effect. So nice one. Yeah, yeah. could you please curse they, Liverpool? I'd like that. And they got what they've got, they've got the record for the most points in a Premier League season. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think it worked. <laughs> they won the league like twice since he left. Yeah. And made it to the semi-finals of the Champions League, and yeah, yeah. And a big part of winning the uh, Premier League twice since he left is Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, look at that for a transfer! Oh! For a little transition. Well, we're there. getting good at this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, we've, obviously we've had Kevin De Bruyne before, and we've spoken about how good he is and how talented he is, and how little he looks like he should be a football player. But <laughs> you know, he is one, and he is a very, very good one. And like you said, incredible. Probably the best player in the Premier League at the moment, and I can't argue with that. I think he is too. Mm. Yeah, but it's it's that question now of like, is he the best player to ever play in the Premier League? Yeah, well, no, but he is very good. The <laughs> you could have another transition there, or is it Thierry Henry? Oh, <laughs> wow! Uh, but probably neither of them. No, but Thierry Henry is up there. I think Thierry Henry yeah. is probably the best striker in the Premier League he's ever seen. And again, a play we've had before a couple of times now. But I think you're going to get that when you've got those players that were just so dominant during our childhoods and growing up. Yeah, I was going to say, because we we get uh, people of the same age on. So it's like growing up watching Thierry Henry. And I know no one's mentioned yet, but Dennis Bergkamp as well doesn't get mentioned as much as he should be because he was yeah. so good. Yeah, so definitely. good. That, just that team, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that's it, oh. isn't it? I think it's just one of them where everyone can say they don't like Thierry Henry, but you have to respect what he did. And it's yeah. the same for Burkamp. And it's, to be fair, that whole Arsenal Invincibles team, if you're not an Arsenal fan, you don't like that team. And that, no, I think that's uh, the same for everyone. Well, well, growing up, I didn't like that team. No. Um, but that, that's, that's being a United fan who were, who were battling against them. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back on it now, you've, you've just got to respect like Perez, Youngberg, uh, Henri, Burkamp, Vieira, Roberto, Paula. Insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Lauren. Always thought that was funny. They had a player called Lauren. <laughs> Ashley Cole. Yeah. David Seaman. A great team. James <laughs> Lehman. Right. Enough of them. Let's not talk right. about Arsenal. Enough <laughs> Arsenal. Let's... And then I, d- I think. From from seeing how many city plays he he was putting in, this one was nailed on with Sergio oh, yeah. Aguero. Hundred like, percent. He's 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 got to be up there. If if you're having the conversation of who's the best striker in the Premier League, he has got to be up there. I don't think he is, yeah. but he's got to be up there. Yeah, I think so. I think he's one of them players like can just score every kind of goal. Like you can see him pop one from thirty yards. He can get a header. He can do acrobatic stuff. He can be there for a tap. And his movement is incredible between the lines. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where if he was constantly fit, he could be like Lewandowski level, but he's just so unreliable that you can't hedge. I mean, I, went, I was just going to say, I wonder as well, if he was constantly fit, where would he be on that goal scoring tally in the Premier League? Yeah. Because he's already up there. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't, you can't say where he would be because you have no idea, but it's an, yeah. inter- it's an interesting sort of thought. I think as well with, with Aguero, I know City have won league titles with him as the, the main striker and stuff like that, but I just don't think, he, at this point in his career now, you just can't build around him, you can't rely on him, because he's so no. 
prone to injury, which is a shame, obviously, because obviously the talent he's got, you would want to build around that. But I mean, he's getting on a bit now. There's been always been a lot of talk about him going back to Argentina. His contract's at the end of the season. Joe said he thinks he's going to renew it. I personally don't think he will. I think he's going to leave. I think City will replace I, him. I, with I, I can see him leaving. Yeah. I think I think it, it would be a mutual thing as well. Like although City fans will always love him, and I think he will always love City now. I think he's a big fan of City now mm-hmm. that he's been there for so long. I think it'd be a mutual thing in the fact that City are going to want to look to move on and get a younger striker in. Joe mentioned Haaland, but I yeah. don't know whether that'll actually happen or not. Um, so City will want to move on from him. And also, I think it, it seems like the sort of thing to do uh, with these sort of South American players is they always want to go back and you saw Tevez do it. Yeah, Messi said that that's exactly where he wants to end his career. I can imagine him doing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Forgive me if I'm wrong as well. I'm assuming... From when he was signed, Sergio Aguero had to be one of their biggest, their, their sorry, their first like statement signings for when they got their money. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, I think um, coming from Atletico, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they'd signed like um, Balotelli, I think, already at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, I, I can't really remember to be honest, but I, to be fair, I think that was what, considering the players he first played with when he joined City, he wasn't exactly. Yeah playing with the world-class team that he's got around him now. But if you look at City, they buy a lot of players, but they really just tend to buy defenders. There's not that many attacking changes they've had in the past however many yeah, years. Yeah, what was, what was the one where it was like um, they uh, they bought... They spent so much on, like, full-backs. Uh, I can't remember what, which year this was, but it was like they'd spent like a stupid amount on fullbacks, compared, and, and like it was more than most teams had spent in that year, yeah. like overall. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it worked, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't argue with it. Uh, we'll just quickly breeze over the super sub Denver Bar. Yeah, great, ha 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 ha, good, funny jokes. Denver Bar, like I remember when uh, more when he played for Newcastle than when he played for um, Chelsea. Chelsea. He had so much potential and like so many mm. people talked about him. So he was so spoken of and then went to Chelsea and just never really performed for Chelsea, yeah. left Chelsea. And then I, if I'm honest, after he left Chelsea, I didn't hear about him until, and I've got to mention it. He came up against United for Istanbul. Yeah. And beat us. <laughs> yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, he's, he's played that game, didn't he? I think um, he was one of those strikers where it's like, like Carl said, the streets never forget because that partnership between Papi Stemba Cisse and yeah. Demba Bar, so good. Like, remember they both just, you just watch it like Newcastle, like they've been rubbish for years and obviously still have been since. But you look at them, <laughs> you're like, how are these two lads doing this? And like, where they just found them from? They just plucked them out of nowhere and got these two amazing strikers, great partnership and just banging yeah, the Yeah, they, they just seem to gel as well. And like, because that was a point where having two strikers was starting to be phased out of the game. But then, they were still making it work and still absolutely banging them in left, right, and center. So, yeah. Chris Coleman, legend, absolute legend. It just so happens, and I didn't realize this on the night that we recorded this podcast. Chris Coleman was on Monday Night Football, which is a bit strange. Funny, co- funny coincidence. He was on there. He was chatting about Gareth Bale. He was chatting. In fact, yeah, Sky Sports actually got him to give his favorite eleven of all time. So uh, I was a bit like, "Hang mm. on, Sky, get your own gimmick. That's our thing, right?" <laughs> Did, did you see who he picked? That would have been um, interesting. I'm assuming Gareth Bale was in it. Like, yeah, it was, I was like, it was, but to be fair, it was players that he played with or managed. So it was like, oh, okay, yeah. Ramsey, Bale, Shearer, Mascherano, 
Jesus. Joe Allen, Chris <laughs> Gunter, Neil Tate, no, Ben Davis, uh, Wayne Hennessy. That's that's a pretty good um, players. A pretty good resume of players to have played with. Yeah, or managed, because obviously he managed uh, Mashor yeah. and he went out to China. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But Chris Coleman, a much better national manager than he was uh, a club manager. I'll say that. Mm. He played, obviously managed Fulham, Coventry, Sunderland with varying degrees of success. And then obviously Wales being his crowning glory, taking a small side like us to the Europe semi-finals. You can't knock that. And I don't think anyone will ever do better for Wales, on, in my opinion. Even just taking them to the uh, competition at first was, uh, yeah. was an achievement in itself. And then... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Couldn't couldn't have wished for more. Well, no. I, I could probably could have wished for more, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but in your wildest dreams, you never would have thought Chris Coleman. Because <laughs> when he came in, I thought Chris Coleman was the wrong appointment. I thought after yeah. speed going back to Coleman, I was like, he's not step doing very backwards. well at Coventry. I don't really yeah. understand why we're doing this. And then yeah, step backwards. But then obviously, I was wrong, and I will happily admit that I was wrong. <laughs> and he turned it around, and we got big results against big teams in the qualifiers, and then people started noticing that we're actually a decent football inside and then he helped bring through the current crop of youngsters that we have. And yeah, long may it continue. Thanks, Chris. You're a good man. <laughs> well said. Stadium. And, yeah, one that's not there anymore. No, the ghost of a stadium, but yeah, an iconic stadium in LA. Yeah, I do remember because uh, when, when the Rams first moved to um, LA, and obviously if, if, some, uh, if people listening to this don't know NFL, it's probably not a big thing, but the teams move around city to city and no one. But they, they started in this. And I remember the first home game they played, it was because it was LA as well. You had like so many star quali- like stars in the crowd. And like, so the, the there was a front row that they showed and there was like Demi Lovato, Snoop Dogg. And I remember there was just this array of like random people just sat in this, in this Coliseum. And it was, it was so cool. And I do wish they'd sort of kept it, but you can yeah. see... When you see their new one, you can see oh, yeah. why they're it's incredible, yeah. But there you go. Snoop Dogg and Demi Lovato get to sit next to Chris Coleman on the bench <laughs> and watch Sean Wright Phillips cross the ball for Sergio Aguero. There you go. How nice is that? <laughs> In a Nigeria kit. In a Nigeria kit. A very, very nice Nigeria kit. Yeah. Up there with the nicest kits I've ever made. Nike smashed out of the park with that one. Yeah. Probably one of the most popular kits in recent yeah. times yeah sometimes Sold they go too so far quickly. yeah sometimes they go too far with the design of kits and make them too like honestly edgy but that's not the right word but like just they go over the top and overdo it and they yeah. sort of lose the idea of having the football shirt and then with that one they hit it perfectly for like the culture of nigeria the style of play they had just the general feel for it just perfect and they smashed that one it's such a nice kit and like joe said and you said it's impossible to get and with good reason, because it's just so nice. Yeah. Can't, it's going to be really one of those ones it. where in, in like 10, 20 years, it's going to be worth so much. Oh, like yeah. People will be selling it on. It? Absolutely. But yeah, that World Cup was a fantastic World Cup of kits. And that Nigeria one was probably the best. Yeah, I think it was the best. Yeah. He named it. He should have named it Man City, but he named it Obi-Wan Kenobi Nil, which... Great name. Fantastic name. If, if anyone's ever played Fantasy League or anything like that. The yeah. the league's always full of names like that, and I Absolutely. just love them. Anything yeah. with a pun in it is great. Chicken Tikka Mosala. <laughs> my current one is AC Me Rolling. I do like that one. That's, That's your one, one. ultimate team in it. It is my ultimate team as well. I actually stole that from a 
student league team when I was when we were in uni. <laughs> I played for Sporting Journalist Co FC, and I came up against AC Rowling and I always thought I'm gonna steal that name. <laughs> Thanks, lads. That is a good one. That is, <laughs> that is good. good. One. But yeah, that was a, a good off the cuff <laughs> name that he picked because, as he said, he had forgotten to pick a name. Still not as strange as a few weeks ago when we had <laughs> FC <laughs> Big Tits Tuesday <laughs> Feta Cheese. Still cracks me up. Any, I don't think anyone's me. gonna gonna get weird. No, no, I still can't. Surely not. <laughs> there you go. A lovely team from Joe there. Lovely guest to have on. Um, again, if you haven't guessed who you support us, a big city fan, our first city fan, and our only city fan. Um, but no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, another week, another pod. Thanks again for listening. We will, as always, point you in the direction of our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or you can send us an email. What's the email? Uh, The email address is nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com. Bingo. Uh, And also, obviously, the the handles are at nostalgiafcpod. So if you type us in, you'll find us. Come give us a follow. George makes lovely videos. Uh, We share exclusive content on there. Also, some stories that we couldn't fit into the podcasts. Make it onto there. Um, we run little games and uh, yeah so come check us out and make sure you follow us along on the journey and uh, get involved yeah exactly yeah uh, so yeah that's it that's us done for another week all that's left to say is that was Joe Roberts delivering Obi-Wan Kenobi nil <laughs> and what a team it was and what a team it was like youth football teams still get the opportunity to go to like the Etihad or like well they need someone to fill the stadium don't they oh yeah there's one try that down there it is there's a tally